But Genesis chapter 7, uh, we want to look at verse number 21 to begin with, and we're going to read through verse 24. The Bible says in verse 21 of chapter 7 of the book of Genesis, And all flesh died that moved upon the earth, both of fowl and of cattle and of beast and of every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. And every man, all in whose nostrils was the breath of life of all that was in the dry land, died. And every living substance was destroyed, which was upon the face of the ground, both man and cattle and creeping things and the fowl of the heaven. And they were destroyed from the earth, and Noah only remained alive, and they were with him in the ark. And the waters prevailed upon the earth a hundred and eighty days. I want to preach on this thought this morning. Serious, serious matter. They went to hell anyway. They went to hell anyway. Let us pray. Father God, in Jesus' name, we do love you, Lord. We thank you for the word of God. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to come to you in a time of prayer. And Lord, in a time of special need, God, we lift up your name in praise already this morning. But God, I pray that you would undergird us with spirit and power to where we may preach your word. God, I do believe this is where you'd have us today, and this is where you've uh, let us, dear God, uh, to preach from today. Help us to be a better witness for Thee. And Lord, certainly if there be anyone listening, uh, by the way of Facebook or YouTube or, or Lord, our website or the app, God, I pray that, Lord, conviction would come upon them today. And Lord, may they be saved before it's everlasting too late. But God, for us that are saved, help us to be the shining light for that lost sinner. Help us to be the ones... Dear God, that would be able to be looked upon as a saint of God and that we would be able to draw people unto us to where we can present them the gospel. And Lord, I'll surely thank you for all that you do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. You may be seated. This account in the scriptures is a sad account. Why? It's because that all of the people that were on that ark they were not on the ark, died. Uh, they were not able to be on the ark. They were welcome to the ark, but they refused to get on the boat. That's what makes it so sad. Uh, they had the opportunity of salvation. They did not get on the boat like they should have after being preached to. And my friend, let me say that going to hell today is no laughing matter. Going to hell is a very serious matter. Most people today who die, die without Jesus Christ as their Savior study shows. That includes literally scores of people that die right from the pews of your local fundamental Bible-believing churches. Uh, it's a sad commentary. God has left a witness in this world to help people and prevent people from going to that place Called hell. You can do a lot of things to prevent some. But they'll go to hell in spite of what you say. They'll go to hell in spite of what God does to their heart. 
They'll go to hell in spite of what they see and know that is right. And we may not prevent this generation, my friend, from going to hell. But we must make it very difficult for them to step over all of the obstacles that we can show before them to go to that place called hell. In Noah's day, many went to hell when the flood came. Let me give you three obstacles today that God placed before them uh, trying uh, to prevent these folks uh, from dying in a bad situation and going to that dreaded place. Uh, There's obstacles that can be placed in front of people today by you and I that can prevent them from going to a place called hell. But number one, they went to hell anyway. In spite of God's preacher. The same thing is today. They go to hell anyway in spite of God's preacher. We can preach the word of God. We can warn people about hell. We can stand there on their deathbed looking over them and saying, Listen, if you don't receive Christ as your Savior, you're going to die and you're going to go to a devil's hell. They went to hell in spite of the preacher. I just wonder how many have went to that dreaded place and they begin to wonder because I do believe the people in hell do have a conscience today and they'll have that conscience, they'll have that memory forever and they'll look back and say, oh, I wish I had listened to the preacher. Oh my, I wish I would have gotten myself right with God. Oh, I wish that I would have listened to the saint of God. I wish that I would have listened to the spirit of God that was drawing uh, me to that place of repentance. Uh, Oh my God, give me one more chance uh, to where I can be saved, uh, but it'll be eternally too late. You see, Noah was a preacher of righteousness. 2 Peter 2, 5 says, And spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness. Bringing the flood upon the world of the ungodly. See the Bible tells us today. That it uh, repented God. It made him sorry. It made him sad. That the world was in the condition that it was in. And that he had even created it. Uh, So he's going to change it from this day forward. And he goes and tells the God's man. uh, By the name of Noah to build the ark. uh, That there is going to be water falling from the skies. uh, And there's going to be a flood. uh, In a time where water has never fallen from the sky before. uh, As every thing was watered and provided for by the dew off the ground. Can you imagine the people going by and saying hey Noah what are you doing? He says I'm building a boat. I'm building an ark. God's sending a flood. What's a flood? Water's going to fall from the sky. You're crazy Noah because you're so crazy we've never seen that before. That's not going to happen. Oh I'm telling you now God's done told me you need to get with it and help me with this boat uh, and get in this boat Uh, there's only one way in the boat uh, that's through the door you need to come no Noah I'm not going you're a crazy man I cannot do that Noah my life is going to continue like it is people say the same thing today as we preach that Jesus Christ is coming soon he could come today tomorrow next minute time my friend when God says go get his children Jesus is coming 
a preacher of righteousness. You see, Noah tried to warn them. The preachers of today is trying to warn the lost crowd that they need to be saved before it's everlasting too late. We've preached about the plagues. You're seeing it now. We've preached about the earthquakes, the storms. You're seeing it now. My word, tornado after tornado, earthquake after earthquake. My friend, Jesus is getting ready. What is the, why is all this happening now? He's trying to get your attention to where you would be saved. Noah's ministry was the building of this ark. He said, make thee an ark of gopher wood. Rooms uh, shall thou make in the ark and shall pitch it within and without with pitch. Uh, there was years ago <clears throat> a satellite image uh, that uh, was... Uh, uh, of Mount Ararat, actually, and uh, the, the the country that that it was in there, uh, I can't remember exactly where it was. Does anybody remember where that was? Was it was Turkey? I was thinking Turkey or or, or close to Russia there somewhere. But uh, Turkey, they had the satellite image of something that appeared to be a boat that was stuck in the side of the mountain. And they had this documentary and they allowed people to go up and, and they had to dig through and, and they actually found part of the ark uh, and it was well preserved. Uh, there was one piece down here and another piece up here where it had broken apart. And then since then and since they've done that documentary, uh, the, the Turkish government has, has, uh, has prevented anybody to going back to that mountain. And that mountain was named Mount Ararat. That's the mountain of where the Bible says that the ark uh, uh, landed when the flood was over and the waters had receded. And the, 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 the discoverers went up there and they pulled planks off of that object that they thought was Noah's ark. They run tests on that, that boat and that wood. And I don't remember exactly what the technical term for it was. But he named the technical term for it. And he said, in other words, it's a weatherproof board called gopher wood is what the Bible used to say that it was. So those people today that think that Noah's ark is some uh, uh, children's fairy tale uh, or that is something that is not real. My friend, we know exactly where it's at today. Satellite images shows us exactly where the ark was. You see, it was ordained by the Lord that he was to build that ark for safety and surety and security upon the people. It was obligating. And we are today obligated to tell the lost world the story of Christ. Noah was obligated. Noah's neighbors must have thought when they saw that big old boat being built. Uh, here's a vessel that's being built by a crazy man. Can you imagine it? Some of y'all have seen that replication. Some of you have been to the replication uh, up in Kentucky. And I heard it's a great uh, representation. It's pretty accurate according to the word of God from what I understand. I haven't been there myself to look. But I've heard that it was just an awesome place to go. But it was full. 450 feet long, 75 feet wide, 45 feet tall, according to the Word of God. It'd be hard not to tell what this vessel was to represent. You see, it's the salvation of God represented in that boat. You got to get in the boat. And you got to get in the boat with God. And there's only one door to get in the boat. And that's through the blood of Jesus Christ today. Amen. Noah's message. He, the, the Bible tells us again in 2 Peter 
2 and 5, and spared not the old world, but saved Noah. Listen to that. The eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly. See, it was a message of faith in a great Savior, in the great salvation, and in the greatness of God. It was a message of fear. Fearing God wrath. He wanted people to fear Him. You see, there is very little fear of the Lord's wrath today. That's the number one problem with people, even Christians. It's not sung out from the pulpits uh, uh, much anymore about the fear of God. The fear, uh, uh, we ought to fear the wages of sin. For the Bible tells us that the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ the Lord. There has to be some fear. I can look over into my Bible and I can pull up uh, scripture over in the next to, to the last book of God. Not in Revelation, but the book before Revelation, which would be the book of Jude. And you can read the book of Jude. I'm not going to take time to read you uh, the entire scriptures today. uh, Because there's only, which there's only 25 verses to the book. But you can look in the book of Jude uh, where you can see where the word of God says these words. He says, even save some with fear. Save some with fear. Now, I had a man tell me one time. He said, now preacher... If you can scare salvation into somebody, you can scare it out of them. Now listen, I ain't trying to scare nobody. I'm saying we need to fear God. And we need to be fearful of that place called hell. We need to be fearful of a place where the worm dieth not. We need to be fearful of a place where the fire is never quenched. We need to be fearful of this place called hell. Where the wages of sin is death. So they went to hell in spite of God's preacher. But number two, they went to hell in spite of God's provision. The provision was made in Noah's day. The ark was built. The rain was falling. But they still refused. This is a place of our righteousness. You see, Hebrews eleven seven by faith, Noah being warned of God of things not seen as yet. My, my. How many times do we warn people of things not seen yet? Moved with fear. Noah moved with fear because Noah knew what was coming. He prepared an ark to the saving of his house by the which he command, com- condemned the world and became heir Of the righteousness which is by faith. You see the ark is a type of salvation. That protects one from the judgment of God to come. Salvation keeps one from the hell of Satan. The harm of Satan. The harvest of Satan. It is a type of being eternally saved with our Lord Jesus Christ. You see the devil can fight us. He can battle us. The Bible tells us that Satan has come to steal. And he's come to kill. And he's come to destroy. That is all truthful today. But greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. We can defeat the enemy, but we can't do it by ourselves. 
I know about uh, these battles. I know about uh, these personal battles uh, with the devil and the imps of hell themselves. Uh, it is real. Spiritual warfare is real. But this ark will bring you safety. Just like the blood of Jesus will bring you safety. You see, this ark was the teaching of the Savior. Just like he's the only way to heaven, it was the only way to heaven in that day. Because you wasn't going to be spared unless you got on the ark. And for our day to day, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man cometh unto the Father but by me. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. Just like he's the only door to heaven, so was the door of the ark the only way to safety and salvation. The only way to salvation is through the protection of the blood. John 10, verse 7 through 9, Then said Jesus unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. <laughs> By me, if any man enters in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. I'm glad I know the Savior of this world today. I'm glad I know the Lord Jesus Christ. But number three, they went to hell in spite of God's patience. God's patience. You see, this is the patience of our righteousness. Genesis 6, 3. Listen to this very closely if you're lost today, my friend. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man. For that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. My spirit shall not always strive with man. In other words, there's going to come a day, a reckoning day, when God withdraws His spirit, God will no longer convict, and you will be in trouble. Because people that say, oh, I'm going to wait to my dying days to get saved. How do you know you're not going to die instantly right now? How do you know you're not going to get broadsided by a truck? No time to pray. You're killed instantly. It happens every day. How are you going to know when that day is? Oh, but I'll get saved when I get ready. No, you won't. You have to be drawn by the Spirit of Almighty God. You have to feel the conviction, the power of God revealing that sin in your life that needs to be confessed unto Him. Oh, my. Spirit of God will not always strive with man. I am kind of intrigued a little bit by the commercial that they're running now with the MyPillow guy. And uh, he's got a book out. And uh, it's titled something like, uh, From a Crack Addict to a CEO. And they're showing pictures that are in the book, I guess. And he cheated death 14 times. Fourteen times he should have died and God saved him for a reason. And finally he talks about his salvation experience and how he come to the Lord and now has a successful business owner making pillows. <laughs> Who would have thought? 
You know what? Who is to say that this guy's 14th time of nearly meeting death wasn't going to be his last time? Many of you won't have 14 times. Many of you won't have two or three times. Many of you that may approach death by some way of drug abuse, alcohol abuse, or, 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 or accidents, if you will, you're not going to have time to repent. The Spirit of God, when it doesn't strive with you anymore, we are in a serious predicament. We are in a no-win situation. We are in a lost situation. But we see examples here of God's patience. 1 Peter 3 and 20, which sometime were disobedient when once the long-suffering of God waited in the days of Noah while the ark was a preparing, wherein few, that is, eight souls were saved by water. Noah's family was saved by the patience of God. God knew that building this ark would take time. We don't know if Noah hired help or not. Probably not. He probably done most of it with just him and his family. But a vessel of this size would take time even in our day with all the equipment that we have. We know that it was there. We know that it was built. We know that God was patient. God was patient with me for 21 years. I should be dead today. 21 years God was patient with me. Noah's family was saved by patience of God. 2 Peter 3, 9. The Lord is not slack concerning His promise. And some men count slackness. But is long-suffering to usward. Not willing that any should perish. But all should come to repentance. You see, we see the exhausting patience of God. And in and, and 2 Peter 2 5, and spared not the old world, but saved Noah. Again, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing the flood upon the world of the ungodly. When his patience is exhausted, it shows how the longing that he has had for man to repent had been spent. It was over. One day, it may start today, Jesus will come for His children and the world will see once again the end of the patience of God. When Jesus comes, the patience is exhausted. When God continues to knock on your heart's door and you continue to say no over and over and over and over, over and over and over, God continues to knock. God continues to knock. What happens when someone comes to the door or you go to the door and you knock and you knock and you knock and you knock and you have no, uh, you don't hear anybody in the house. Nobody's there. There's no cars there. Seems like nobody's inside, but yet there's somebody inside hiding in the back because they don't want to open the door they're afraid you're a mormon or a jehovah witness and you're knocking on the door and they don't come what do you do you walk off you get impatient with knocking because they don't come to the door that's exactly what god does with you and i he knocks 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 and yet you don't answer when his patience is exhausted, it shows that he is righteous by executing his wrath. God's greatest attribute today is his holiness. He will not allow this world to get by with sin. There'll be a payday one day. 
I'm just wondering if we're not seeing some of that now. Oh, but preacher, I don't, uh, Christians are dying. <laughs> they ain't dying, they've been promoted. <laughs> oh, but preacher, you almost died. I did. Well, why'd you have to go through all that? Because now i got another story to tell that might touch somebody's heart, that might encourage them to be a part of the family of God. These folks in Noah's day, we can say, went to hell in spite of God's preacher who sounded the message of judgment and salvation. They went to hell in spite of God's provision. The ark was what they needed to be saved. They went to hell in spite of God's patience. There is no good reason to go to hell today. Jesus provides salvation to all that come unto him. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. This is what he said. I haven't quoted this scripture in a long time, but it is very serious scripture. And if you'll just take a listen Johnny Bowman used to quote it all the time. It's very good during the end of the service. Proverbs 29 and 1. He that being often reproved hardeneth his neck shall suddenly be destroyed, and that without remedy. In other words, they get so cold toward God, nothing affects them anymore. No time to be cold on God, my friend. Mark 836, for what shall it profit a man if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul? We can have millions in the bank. <laughs> we can have all kind of personal property things, play purties and toys. But if you owned and gained the whole world today, what have you gained if you lose your soul? You've not gained nothing but a place called hell. Let us pray, if you would. Our Father in heaven, God, in Jesus' name, Lord, as we come to you in a time of prayer, Father, I pray, Lord, that if someone is listening today that is lost and undone, doesn't know you from the free pardon of sin, Lord Jesus, that you would save them before it's everlasting too late. Lord, may they feel the convicting power of God. And Lord, may they just bow their unworthy head where they are this morning and repent unto thee. For us that are saved, God, help us to be a better Christian. Help us to be a bright light in a dark world. Oh, God, help us to be what we need to be. Save the lost. Reclaim that one that's out of your will. Strengthen the saint today. And we'll thank you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you so much for worshiping with us today. Online, tune in this evening at 6 o'clock for our next worship service. And we'll be bringing you the word of God. God bless you. Have a good day. Happy Mother's Day.